0: A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for the Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. It's a great football team with a lot of moral fiber and a lot of character, and they show it. Shout. we are back for day two of bills training camp uh wrapped up around noon today i rode out at the stadium drove home that's going to be the usual um uh, cadence here as we go through training camp because we're not allowed we're not allowed to shoot um anything at the stadium um on the ground so it's better for me to just get home uh and here we go so let me know if you can hear me in the comments here if you have any questions about camp what are you wondering about uh, from what happened out at One Bill's Drive? I'm, I'll, I would love to talk to you guys all and answer your specific questions while remembering there's only certain things we could talk about because I can't talk about rep count, where guys lined up, what team they were on. But I can tell you what I thought about how players looked. So. I'm going to get to that. And there's a couple of guys I want to start off with. But before we get to that, some housekeeping stuff, Syracuse.com, New York Upstate, head over there right now. I have my article, my observations from camp today. You can read that uh, as we go through this uh, this live show here. And also make sure you go and wherever you get your podcasts, uh, Apple, Stitcher, Spotify, find Shout, a Buffalo football podcast, subscribe, rate, and review. I'm going to do my best uh, solo um job here today on this uh, episode. We're going to be live again tomorrow. We're going to have three episodes this week before we even get to Thursday. So we're bringing a a lot of um, content to you guys from Bill's training camp. Liam asked, how's Singletary and Moss looking? And that's a great question. I'm going to talk about Mario Addison in a moment, but let's start with Zach Moss. Zach Moss was maybe offensively speaking, the star of uh, camp today. Uh, He really looked comfortable. He looked, um, uh, number one, he got a lot of looks. Uh, He was running the ball quite a bit. Uh, He made an absolute outstanding catch over the shoulder, grabbed on the right sideline. Josh Allen, picture perfect throw. If you want to see the video, go ahead to Twitter right now, John Scott. Check him out from Spectrum News. I think it's at John Scott TV. He will be actually on the Shot Football podcast tomorrow. He got a great shot uh, of the catch, Zach Moss. And that's a big dynamic of this offense now that's going to completely change things uh, in terms of what we can see see Brian Dable do with this offense. Zach Moss is a guy. He can run the ball. We saw that today. They get, they did a uh, 11 on 11 drill and you might hear some woofing and and barking in the backgrounds. That's my dogs. Sorry. Um, I'll get to him too, Sean in a moment, Um, but they're on an 11, 11 One of the drills, they went down the field. I think they started about the 40 yard line and they gave the offense led primarily by Josh Allen the chance to kind of drive it down the field. And it was Zach Moss who made a couple huge plays. One was an eight yard run uh, just up the gut. He looked like, you know, barreled into that second level saw the physicality, the toughness. But I'm telling you, this guy's pretty quick. Seeing him live, um, I've been impressed with his quickness, his ability to make moves. And, And that's something that I think even Brandon Bean talked about after they drafted Zach Moss, that they had that expectation for him. So I think I was going into this season with you know my expectations temper a little bit for for Zach Moss because you know rookie has to pick up the playbook he's behind a guy like Devin, Devin Singletary but I think we could see a pretty cool role for Zach Moss right out of the out of the gate and then they gave him a lot of looks today and he really did the most with them there was one play it was a screen pass where, you know, once he hits that second and third level, it's almost like he's seeking out contact. He wants to put his hat on a defender's hat. And you saw that uh, every time he touched the ball. And then on the 11 on 11 drive that I talked about where he had that eight yard run, he finished it off two yard touchdown run drug two uh, defenders with him into the end zone that were trying to bring him down. So, this is a physical back, a guy that likes to, you know, seek out contact. And this is a good sign. Early on here in training camp, we're seeing a guy that already has been very comfortable with the opportunities that he's been given. Didn't see a lot from Devin Singletary today. I, I think that that's just sometimes the way things go in training camp, you know, what guys get opportunities and, and, and are able to make plays in certain spots. And again, these aren't live practices yet. They're not uh, tackling full, full go yet. It's thud up still. Uh, so uh, we saw that play out today. Um, I'm going to talk about AJ Epinesa in a bit. I'll touch on him quickly. And again, we're coming back tomorrow. So there'll be a lot more uh, tomorrow night, a more expansive version of the podcast, the full hour. We'll have John Scott in. But I want to give you some of my initial impressions while they're, they're fresh in my mind. The, the star of today, offense or defense, was Mario Addison. I mean, this guy was just absolutely lethal rushing the passer I think that there was 1 11 on 11 drill where there was two sacks in the first three plays. Uh, I think Mario Addison could have been credited with both of them. I mean play after play after play it was Mario Addison 97 uh, in the in the offensive backfield. So I think um, you know they found somebody in Addison now who you know obviously he has the versatility to play in, in a bunch of different uh, ways. Um, and, and, Sean McDermott even said that, I mean, the, he said, uh, I think it was right before training camp and, or it might've been his June press conference that, you know, the idea with Addison is again, they like his versatility. They can play him on the edge. They can play him on the inside at times. And there's so many guys, Quentin Jefferson can do both. Um, you know, uh, AJ Appanessa, who somebody asked about him, the, the thing about AJ Appanessa, I mean, there was a, maybe a rush or two where I was like, wow, that was a good rep for him today, but it, Overall, from a football perspective, nothing's really standing out yet in terms of what he's been able to do. Um, but I will say he is an absolute animal of a man. I mean, he is huge. You you know, you look out there and you see 57 and it it, it throws you for a, a loop for a little bit because you're like, wait a second, 57. That's you, you just think that's Lorenzo Alexander. And then you do the double take and it's AJ Epinesa and you're like, man, this dude is just absolutely massive. So I'm very interested to see you know once we get into live game action or maybe some some simulated scrimmages or anything later in camp you know we maybe we get a better look at it and we could see how he's actually doing play to play i always tell people go go definitely go follow joe biscaglia at the, at the athletic he does a great job of breaking down the line play he's really got an eye for it uh even in this setting where we're we're kind of way back and we have to kind of look forward uh you know sometimes through a, a line of players um, it can be tough to see things, but he does a really good job. Uh, I love talking shop with him. Um, but addison was was really great today. I, I see some other um, the, Andre asks about the O line. There's a, a question about Jake Fromm. I'll, I'll get to both of those. Um, the interesting thing to me is like defense is always ahead of offense in you know these early camp situations. There's no, there's been nothing surprising about the early on. Um, how these two units have gone against each other. I think there's been some wins in the last two days for guys like Stephon Diggs, John Brown, um, Cole Beasley today had a really nice catch, probably about a 15-yarder. They kind of found the middle of the zone, soft spot of the zone, and I think it was Trey White that was in coverage. But the defensive backfield has been absolutely lights out already. I mean Stephon uh Stefan Diggs has only landed in matchups with Tradavius White a couple times. There was one today where I noticed uh he went out for uh you know he ran probably about a 15 yard um seam route in route and Tredavious White just read the play perfectly. And it's, it's just so seamless the way that these guys play the, play the game. Micah Hyde had an interception today uh, in seven on seven. So you know, obviously uh, a little bit different setup, but he just jumped the route, intercepted the ball, ran it back for a touchdown. Jordan Poyer had a pass breakup. Um, one interesting note, and this is something very you know interesting to monitor. Isaiah Hodgins is an absolute beast as well. I mean, this guy's at six foot four, he's wearing a red non-contact Jersey. We don't know what the injury stems from, but he is out there. He's going through all the drills. He's going through all the warmups and everything like that. Um, But he made a catch and Levi Wallace was in coverage where, you know, he ran about 10, 10 yards on a hook route, came back in and, you know, Levi Wallace was had position. He was in front of him and Isaiah Hodgins Josh Allen just threw it up high and Isaiah Hodgin barely had to do anything and, and, and brought it down. Uh, so he's a very interesting player. He's got an, another guy, a lot of versatility. I think Duke Williams, Robert Foster, who has landed on um, concussion protocol, just so you guys all know. He appeared on today's um, injured list. And uh, John asked about any updates on Foster. And the only thing is I, I did see uh, somebody retweeted uh, the Bills video from yesterday where – it looked like Foster kind of had Josh Norman land on his head a little bit. I don't know if that's where he suffered the concussion. Uh, at some point when he comes out of the protocol, we'll be able to maybe ask him about it or Sean McDermott. But Robert Foster, Isaiah McKenzie, Duke Williams, all three of those guys are going to have a really tough time making this roster. And I was talking to Marcel too. Socially distanced, of course. We have little beepers that make sure that we're six feet apart. And we, we were talking about Duke Williams made just an, unbelievable contested catch against Ike Brown, the rookie UDFA cornerback. And it was one of those, you know, quintessential Duke Williams practice highlights. I mean, the guy has just become a highlight reel in practice. And, um, I said, I mean, Duke could have a perfect training camp really in every way. And if Isaiah Hodgins continues to play the way that he's played the last two games, being a six-round pick, a guy that Brandon Bean just invested, the organization just invested in, it's going to be really hard for these guys um, to knock a guy like Hodgins out because I think Gabe Davis is a lock. Andre Roberts is a lock. Go listen to Heath Farwell talk about Andre Roberts. I mean, the guy, you know, he's looked at as an elite return man, a guy that teams you know, go out of their way to try to, you know, not kick to, uh, to not have to deal with them. So I think he's making this roster. Um, you know, a a lot of good things happening on the offensive side of the ball. Maybe one thing that not so great, you know, Jake Fromm. it's, it's a tough situation for him in the sense that Josh Allen is, you know, Sean McDermott mentioned it before we went into this thing. He's going to get the majority of of the work because they're trying to get him ready for the season in three weeks. So Josh Allen's going to be out there, you know, getting a lot of work with a lot of different people. Um, and that's been the case. And Jake, Jake Fromm, the, 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 the few chances that he's, he got today and yesterday, you know, nothing really stood out. They were doing a lot of short uh, passing game work today. They were doing it in warmups in some of the seven on seven stuff. And then they, you know, they tried to execute that in the 11 on 11 work as well. And, Jake Fromm just nothing stood out, and he only has this small you know window to make an impact. And on the one play where you know it was memorable, it was an, a, a a muffed handoff to Zach Moss. It looked like he just he stepped funny on his on his back pedal and just kind of lunged at Zach Moss, lost the ball. The ball scooted back about ten yards. He kind of tried to you know scurry pat, uh, down and and dive for it, and I, and I think he did recover it. But, you know, he's a guy that's got to make an impression. And so far, again, just two days, it's it hasn't been an impression uh, that I was really wild with. Kicker update, I got five minutes. I got another. I'm all over the place. I'm doing a fantasy football. Bill's preview at 345. Heading on Rochester Radio today. Going to be doing Buffalo Fanatics tonight with my guy Rico. So I'm all over the place. So I apologize. It's going to be short and sweet, but we'll hit this more tomorrow night. Uh, I want to give you guys an update on the kicker battle. Tyler Bass went yesterday. Uh, Stephen Hauschka went today, and Hauschka did a little bit better than uh, than Tyler Bass did yesterday, who went six of nine. They um, started it off at about the about a 35, 38 yard field goal, and then they go back three yards, three yards, three yards, three yards, and he went six of nine yesterday. Today, Steven Hauschka went six of seven. And so what that means is, you know, the less you miss, the less you kick. Uh, apparently it's six kicks. Uh, he missed one from 50, I believe maybe it was 53, but he ended up going two for three in the kicks that you guys all care about. 50 plus yards, Steven Hauschka two for three. He hit a 50 yarder, a 53 yarder. And I think he missed the 53 yarder on the first try. So, um, You know that's your update there. It looks like Hauschka. Maybe uh, you know if if that's the way that we're we're forced to track this battle. Um, you know, that's the way that it's going to be. And he and he he made more kicks, um, made the same amount of kicks, but in less kicks. So I guess in that sense, he's winning. But we'll probably see more from Tyler Bass uh, in a bit. A couple more questions before I get out of here. Zach Moss, in terms of, you know, can he win the starting job? The way I went into this is, and I think Devin Singletary said it best when he appeared on Good Morning Football. Is you know this is a two-back league. I mean, there's no way around it. You look at all the the greatest backfields you know around the league, and I always say the model for how you want to build your running backs room is New Orleans from a few years ago when they have Mark Ingram and Alvin Kamara. And I think if you can have two, you know, whether it be two elite level backs or a guy that may be on the uh, the the verge of that status or Uh, another really good back, that's when you become really hard to deal with. And I don't think the Bills had that last year. I know that Frank Gore said he thought he could have rushed for a thousand yards if he had been given uh, more carries and they hadn't gone to Devin Singletary. Um, I don't think that would have been the case. I think that you know on this roster, and again, these are just early returns, but just from everything I read about Zach Moss, I think that these are two running backs in Moss and Singletary now that have the potential to be a, a thousand yard back in this league. So you're excited about that. You're really excited about, you know, how he's flashing in the passing game early in training camp here. And this is something that I thought Devin Singletary did great with last training camp. Uh, it's kind of a uh, previewed the season. I don't think that there's any weaknesses in their games in, in terms of what, you know, what they can do now. Devin Singletary struggled to stay healthy last year uh, early in the season, missed a couple games, Came back, played the rest of the way, had a really good second half of the season. Zach Moss had a big injury last year, too. So you want to monitor them, see if they can stay healthy for the long run. But we'll see um, how that goes. Um, Let me see if you guys have any other questions before I get out of here. Um, What else was there? Somebody else I wanted to mention. This is usually a good time for Ryan to talk while I look at the comments and uh, think about what I wanted to mention the Wallace and Norman competition. Like I said, I can't really get into, you know, where they're lining up and on on what team, but I thought Josh Norman has been solid. I think he's been solid over the course of the first two days. I think that there's been some moments where he's been beat. I think there's been moments where he's made some plays. I think his physicality has been evident. I think he wants to assert himself physically, you know, uh, the dynamic between the two sides is, already so fun to watch because, you know, the competition is very fierce out there. You got the offense talking a little bit. You got the defense led by Poyer and Hyde and White in the defensive backfield, definitely taking their chance to talk when they can. So, you know, I we'll see how that plays out. Um, You know, Levi Wallace missed practice yesterday. He was back today. Uh, like I said, he gave up that one play to Isaiah Hodgins, which was a nice highlight for the offense. And, you know, the way that this receiver room has been built. Now you have different flavors for, for Allen to work with. You've got some guys with size like Isaiah Hodgins and Gabe Davis, even Stefan Diggs, who can get up uh, even at six foot. I feel like his jumping ability makes him more of a bit, you know, a, uh, you know, a, a bigger target for Allen just because of his catch radius. And uh, so it's going to be interesting. There's so many more options for Josh Allen um, in this offense. the, The rotation on the O-line. My man, Brad, I can't talk about the rotation on the O-line. I can't talk about that. Um, You know, I I will say somebody asked me who I thought was the best offensive lineman today. And after really thinking about, you know, the reps where I was really able to peer through the line and see some of the clashes. I thought Deion Dawkins played great. You know, I mean, he, he continued all of the pressure that I noticed today. That, you know, and early on in eleven on eleven, Josh Allen was dealing with quite a bit of pressure. There was a lot of sacks. There was a lot of um, you know uh, short short passes just to get out, get out of uh, some trouble. But not a lot of that pressure was coming from the left side. So you know, Deion Dawkins, very physical presence, uh, veteran presence. Um, Vashawn Joseph. Uh, I'll just go through here. Um, he's still in the red jersey. He's playing, um, but I'm not. Uh, nothing stands out too much yet about those guys. And, you know, as we, this again, goes back to what we were talking about at the beginning with Josh Allen. I mean, a lot of the starters, you know, are going to get a lot of time. That's what Sean McDermott said. So when you're, you know, when you're talking about some of these depth guys, it's not as, uh, as much of a sample size to dive into. I mean, Jake Fromm. Uh, I can't even tell you how many times he was on the field today, but you know, I noticed one time he was kind of just off to the side, you know, playing catch while, uh, you know the, they were going through some of the drills and and that's just gonna be the case. Um, in terms of not too much from the puncher battle, Sean, I'll keep you posted on that tight ends. Dawson Knox had a nice catch today over the middle after dropping one yesterday, which on what I believe was his only target. Then he had a nice little catch and run. But I think it. Would, there was a fumble at the end. Um, the defense was claiming it was a fumble. It's it's hard to tell in this training camp setting. But so, um, but you know, Tyler Croft has looked strong. Jason Kroom has looked strong when he was when he's been out there. Obviously, Tommy Sweeney still on the pop, uh, the active pop with the the uh, foot injury. But um, that's my time, guys. I gotta get I gotta get out of here. I I hope this was a helpful update. Head over to the site. Some more details on what I witnessed today out at the facility. We will be back out there tomorrow. And we will be live tomorrow, special time, 7 30. Make sure you're subscribed I'm on YouTube, Facebook page. John Scott from Spectrum News. My buddy, Ryan Talbot, will be back in the co host chair. And we will bring you another episode of the Shout Football podcast. Um, thank you so much for watching. And we will see you tomorrow.